Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first novel. I am a small business owner and entrepreneur living on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. So at the end of this podcast, I'm going to include a little six minute mini episode on dialogue, which I recorded a few weeks ago. I thought it was pretty helpful, the information that I was learning. So stick around for that after I talk about today's topic, which is all about giving yourself credit when you aren't actually writing. I promise today I'm not going to rant about my emotions or my work. So We'll just keep it to the basics of writing as this is sort of meant to be helpful to you all and not an actual personal journal, but that is the category of my podcast, so there you go. Um, I've had a lot of ups and downs during this journey so far, so you're here for the ride and this is what it's all about. This is what writing a novel entails, so you're welcome. So last night, my charger sparked. Yes, it sparked. It almost created a fire with my laptop. Um, I was supposed to order a new charger a long time ago. I didn't. It's been slowly deteriorating. And where I'm going with this is that I could not write last night. Um, I did not trust my computer to not start a fire. So... I did write yesterday morning, and I've been getting into this routine of writing in the mornings, um, and then giving the rest of my day an opportunity to do whatever I want or whatever I need to do, and the morning has just become my space for writing. I hear this a lot where writers have a specific location that they can write in, and they sometimes people can't write anywhere else. Uh, For me, my laptop is my space. Um, I cannot, I tried last night. I did try because I was feeling like I had some extra time and I was feeling okay about my creativity. So I wanted to do some of this writing. Um, So I pulled up my phone and tried to like attempt some notes at the very least. But I have to have my laptop to write. I don't know what it is, but I I couldn't do anything. I just I knew looking at my phone, it was nothing was going to happen. I did not waste my time. So, I had a choice. Do I watch Netflix for however many hours until I go to sleep or do I spend this time doing something else like reading? You'd think it would be an obvious choice, but it wasn't. But I did choose to read. I chose the right thing. Today's episode is really about giving yourself credit for those little choices throughout your day. Even if you don't write all day long. Like, if you did a little bit of brainstorming, if you wrote down any notes about your story, or if you read a book in your genre, or even just read a book at all... Like I've said in past episodes, it's been a long time since I've been reading books. If you're anything like me, this journey has really just highlighted the fact that I am either zero or a hundred for whatever I'm working on. 
Um, if you're like me in that, you're probably also setting overly unrealistic goals like me, where I was like, oh yeah, I'll do 2,000 words a day. I'll have a, a first draft by the end of May or maybe the end of June if work picks up. That's not going to happen. You need to chill out and you need to set realistic goals if you're going to set them at all. Um, right now, my goals have become more ambiguous in that all I need to do is spend time on my novel in the mornings before I start working. Every morning, don't miss a morning. If you do, that's fine, but just keep going. So that is my goal. I no longer have word counts. And what I am finding is that word counts are extremely arbitrary when it comes to the progress of your writing journey and your novel. And here's why. So I've been stuck, right? I think I mentioned it. This is why I was depressed. Um, the last episode, I redid my beginning, which was like 70 pages. Um, I am now getting into the middle where there's a lot of unanswered questions. So it's been extremely frustrating for me getting into the middle without having a direction. Um, I have been taking brief pauses from actually writing and I started doing some outlines on my second book and that's actually been really enlightening for me because I've taken everything that I've been learning about story structures and like the story grid and applied it into my thinking for a series of books that I want to publish after this first book and these are actually like the first book I may have mentioned already is technically a prequel or like an origin story to the books that I am writing later. So the books that I'm writing later are like hundreds of years later and they are, I'm, I've just been thinking of ways to make those books as like epic as possible, like Harry Potter. I'm like, how can I formulate an idea around this concept that will last many books and that's where I'm coming from and I want to approach it because I think I am a mixture of quote-unquote pantser and planner um, but I think I verge on the edge of planner a little bit more because I will go crazy like I am now with my novel if I do not plan things. So what I'm getting at, sorry this is rambling but follow me here. Um, it's important to do some of this planning if that is part of your process. Um, word count doesn't matter if you're actively planning out pieces of your book. Because I am stuck in the middle, I have been taking some breaks here and there to just map out the beginning of my book and then start mapping out the middle of my book. And today has been mostly spent on just starting to outline the middle of my novel because there's a whole lot of blank space that needs to be filled and I cannot, I will go crazy and I will hate my book if I just keep writing without a plan. I know where the end is and that's about it. So I have to get from the end of the beginning to the end of the end and there's just nothing there. So 
what I'm saying is having a goal of 2,000 words a day or even like 500 words a day or whatever, it doesn't matter if you're not making progress on your actual book. If you're just throwing things out there willy-nilly, that might be your process, but mine is definitely has to be more formulated. I have to plan things out and you have to give credit to the work that you do that does not contribute to your word count. This is important, especially for people like me who kind of go crazy about trying to get things done as quickly as possible or setting unrealistic goals. You have to count these elements as progress made on your novel. So I don't know if you need to count that as like time worked on your novel. Um, Most writers are counting word count and... For me, I am still counting word counts, but for the most part, like I need to just stop doing that because what really matters is making progress, even if it's not contributing anything to word count at all. And probably if you're doing brainstorming, your brainstorms will result in word counts. You'll probably end up writing something. You'll probably get inspired by whatever you're working on in your head or whatever, um, That also goes for if you're reading. So last night, I don't know, I read maybe for an hour and I have several books that I want to start getting through. I also want to start adding back into my collection of books. It's really funny because I was talking to my husband last night about um, Harry Potter and also I think my mom is sending me some old stuff that she found in the garage at at, um, my old home and... I think it includes an Aragon book or two that I left behind, but I also remember owning Harry Potter, but I'm pretty sure I, like, gave it to Goodwill or something. But in hindsight, I'm like, if I were to buy all of the Harry Potter books right now, I'd probably spend at least $100. (laughs) So I'm like, why did I get rid of those books? But I was also moving across the whole country and, like, trying to eliminate things as much as possible. I think I moved with like two or three boxes and I sent them to myself where my new apartment was going to be. I just, I just mailed them ahead of me and I went with my suitcase and that was it. There were no books. (laughs) I maybe had like one or two journals with me or all of my journals. I probably had all of them because I'm sentimental, but I got rid of my Harry Potter books. Why would I do that? I don't know. So The moral of the story today is if you're going to be a writer, if you're going to be an author, if you're going to do this full time, if you have goals to do this full time, you need to start treating your time the way it deserves to be treated. And all I mean by that is that your time put into your career, whether it is writing or brainstorming or reading or plotting, Um, Or even just studying movies or shows, like studying the structures of what's going on. That all counts. Now, it doesn't count if you're just watching a movie and you're like musing about like, oh, that's the inciting incident. Like if you're, if you're not learning something from actually watching the movie, like if you're not like pausing it every, I don't know, you can count it however you want to count it. But what I'm saying is these things do count and... If you write 500 words in the morning, and if you're doing this full-time as a job, 
writing, um, you would probably not be listening to this podcast. But in the long term, you can probably spend three hours writing in the morning, however many words you want to write, and then the rest of the day is up to you. And you can choose to enrich your life as a, as a writer and read and brainstorm and think about your next book and, you know, think about media and marketing, whatever you want to do, it all counts. It's all time put into your career. Um, the other day I was scolded for like reading back through some of my work and I like reading my scenes, but don't do that. Don't read your scenes all put together on your first draft. I was scolded. And that's unrelated to this. But it just popped into my mind. I'm like, read other books. Don't read your own work. Take take breaks from your own work. Don't worry about word count. And just keep going. And that thought... Um, is kind of what I've been able to collect over the past few days. Um, It's been helpful in getting me out of the slump that I was in, slash probably still am in. Um, But also what was helpful was talking to my mother-in-law. And yes, Lisa, talking to you last night was actually helpful, um, and I really appreciate it. Um, And what I got out of that was actually some cool ideas for my character Z because you were just talking and I was thinking about the character and the middle build and some ideas like very vague amorphous ideas were floating around in my head so it got me thinking and it um, brought me into today which I wanted to do last night, but I couldn't because, again, I was going to start a fire with my computer. (laughs) Um, But it got me into today, and I started doing some writing, and it's a holiday, so I've actually had some good time put into not just word count. I did not count my words because I'm doing, like, some weaving right now with old content. Um, But I did brainstorming, and maybe I'll spend some time on my second book as well brainstorming because I've actually found it really fun to do. Um, So yeah, if you don't have somebody like my lovely mother-in-law to talk to who is in the writing business, try to find a friend um, just to bounce ideas because I probably would not have like been able to do this book without support from both my mothers, my mother-in-law and my mom. Um, I remember this trip that I went on to Boston to see my brother with my mom from Maine. So it was like a 10, 11 hour drive. And we talked the entire time about my plot line and probably none of it made it into the final, like, no, that's not true. The ending, that's actually how I came up with my ending. That's the only element that stayed, but everything else has changed. But anyways, just Try to find somebody, and if you don't have somebody, feel free to reach out to me as long as this podcast is still low-key, which I guess you probably won't be able to tell, but you'll know if I don't reply to you that there's maybe too many people reaching out, but um, my email is not hard to find. I have a very strong online presence, 
I probably shouldn't be advertising that, but feel free to reach out. And if I'm able to provide advice or help or my perspective on things, you are more than welcome. Um, and I will do my best. So with that, I am going to cut in the bonus episode I recorded last week about dialogue. I have just spent several hours writing a piece of a scene, essentially an opening of a scene, that requires absolutely no dialogue. And I realize that when I have scenes that have dialogue, they move along much quicker. And today I just wanted to discuss dialogue as a crutch, because I think it's really easy to use dialogue in a way that is not productive in the overall story of your novel. Um, And I'm pretty sure I am definitely, I definitely do that. So it's just something to be aware of. Basically, I have slaved over this scene for several hours um, and I have written almost 700 words and it's been like all day that I've been working on this but I've also had other distractions Um, and I have included some little thought bubbles here and there in the scene but basically these people are swimming into this trench and they speak by sign language when they are underwater And because this trench is so massively dark, they cannot see each other signing. So it's literally just these two people, my my favorite non-binary character, who is actually developing really nicely, and my protagonist. Um, So they take each other's hands and they dive into this trench and that is the only thing orienting them is this connection between them, their hands, the darkness, and just swimming downwards. And they cannot speak, they cannot sign to each other, they're alone with their thoughts. And to describe the feeling that the protagonist has going down, this is his deepest fear going down this trench, and to describe this, has been an extreme challenge, but also extremely rewarding. Um, I will also just randomly comment here for a second. (laughs) Hang on. So sorry, that was the sound of me being attacked by mosquitoes under my mosquito face net that I bought late last year um, after the mosquito season was already over. Um, The mosquitoes last year were so awful here that I could not make this walk at all. Um, Anyway, so late in that summer, after the mosquitoes were already going away, I bought all of this gear. So now I get to use it. I'm literally walking around with a face face net and a baseball cap. And um, yeah, they're, they're pretty bad today, but I don't think they're quite as bad as they were last year. So I'm thankful for that. So if you also hear some like weird scratchy sounds. It's probably the face net. Um, 
I'm holding it a certain way so that the mic doesn't get interrupted too much. Um, anyways, I just wanted to briefly discuss dialogue and how I do use it as a crutch and how fun it is to challenge yourself with a scene that requires no dialogue. And even if it's a scene that you're not going to use in your book, it might be good to just do it as practice and you can use those skills later when you maybe are thinking that dialogue is not the way to go for your scene. I do have a lot of scenes that are very dialogue heavy, so I'm hoping that just in general things will balance out on their own. Another thing to think about when you are using dialogue is um, using dialogue in a way that is going to move the for uh, story forward. So if it's not adding to your story, if it's not... The way that I've been looking at it is if the structure of the scene does not require them to say a certain thing or the thing that they say does not add to the overall storyline, then I make sure to try to stay away from that. I try to stay on topic when it comes to completing the scene that I have at hand. And then also any extra information about the way that these people are treated, for example, or, you know, just things that add, um, add a certain element of maybe like society to the book or like culture, I will add those in. So unless your dialogue is imperative to the story, try as much as you can to find solutions to not get crazy with the dialogue and find ways to practice scenes that require no dialogue and see what it does for your writing. So yeah, that's my, that's my piece on dialogue. I'll talk to you soon.